0: Calling Kyle Smith, WSU men's basketball head coach.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have a special guest. We have Kyle Smith, your Cougar men's basketball head coach and the man who helped take down the Huskies this year. Thanks for coming on, Kyle.
0: Uh, No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Why don't you give us a 30-second elevator pitch about how you ended up at Washington State?
0: Kind of random. I didn't see it. Didn't foresee that being an opportunity. Uh, We were having a good season at USF. I think they made a coaching change. And someone reached out to me, there was some interest and it went pretty quick for my family. For those that don't know, my wife's from Lake Chelan, Washington. She grew up in Manson and living in the city. San Francisco for three years and New York City. Prior to that, for nine years, we did pretty hard urban living. And we have three young kids, so it was kind of a match made in heaven from my point of view. And I was just happy that Pet and Kirk Schultz kind of felt the same way. So, just you never know when opportunity is going to pre- present itself. And thus far, it's been a really, really great opportunity for me and my family.
1: That's great. So, just right time, right place, right time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those things too is you know, I, I thought I was really. My aspirations were to become a high school coach and a teacher, <laughs> so huh. I kind of already out kicked my coverage, I guess. And maybe someday I'll get to be in that high school teacher and coach. But I was, you know, I've always wherever I've been, and I think you have to go with the mindset that you got to grow where you're planted. That was hard. You know, like going to New York City. That was challenge. Like you know, just crossing the country. But you're not going to be very successful if you don't see yourself in the future there. Same with USF. I was very. We are doing pretty well, very well, actually, and could see myself staying there, and I had a lot of people that really cared about the program, and like Jim Bravelli, who was a former coach, and I said, I always said I have, someday I hope that I can grow up to be him and <laughs> USF doing the radio, but it worked out. This opportunity came along and really, like I said, for my wife, and she's she's taken – she's lived in New York. <laughs> she's a country girl, and to be able – you know, just like I said, that, that be, being able to happen. Uh, was was awesome pretty special so Bill, Pullman you know, was an, what's that
1: so Pullman was an easier sell than most people
0: would think yeah that's what I'm saying like I think part of their the in the search they're looking for someone you know that would kind of commit to Pullman and you know and I, I understand the shortcomings or perceived shortcomings or people because like, we're remote right yeah and and so you could sense that in the process like and I think that my they kind of I assume the process, they kind of thought that would be, they knew my wife was from up here. I think they did their research, but they asked me and what would prevent you from taking the job? And I said, my wife, and they kind of like, they took it back, like, but she's from Washington. I said, well, I don't do anything. So I have to get permission. <laughs> she's kind of the boss. And, but that was, uh, and it was challenging because we have a, or we have a special needs son and, and making sure he get the services he needs up here. That was our biggest concern, but once we got over that hurdle and felt comfortable with that, then uh, my, my wife could be happier.
1: That's great. I know all Coug fans are happier here, so that's great.
0: I'm happy to be here.
1: So, obviously this season is going to be challenging, whether it's playing in an, an empty gym or just yeah. jumping right into conference play. How has COVID impacted your preparation for this season?
0: You know what? It, the biggest impact COVID's had is that usually our spring and summer, I think, is where our program really we really put our hard work in, our labor. We know that you know, once you get to season, you you need to know what you're doing. And that's a time for individual growth and improvement. And even going to your second year of the program, I really liked it. The returners, I would have really liked to have in the spring. And you only get about three and a half, four weeks in the spring, but kind of established that we're making this next step forward. So I just think we're a little behind, but everyone is. So I would say it's whatever is October 12th today, I think. Now we added a newcomer. So I'd say we're really, if everything was on track, it'd be about mid-July with where we are in the program or conditioning or returners. So it's affected us that way, but we've got a lot of institutional knowledge now, something we didn't have last year. We have eight guys that return that know what to expect, what, what they're doing. Obviously, we're in school online, so that's challenging. But, but that's most, I just feel like we're just, we missed out on a great opportunity to make a big step forward. But we'll make up ground.
1: That's good. I've, I see good things coming forward in this program. Obviously, you're talking about a great season. You won the first ever Pac-12 tournament game in school history. What is the goal for this season, for this team?
0: You know, a very. I don't want to be generic, but the goals—the right. goals, <laughs> the goals for it to improve. I mean, really, all the cliches as far as trust the process and stuff like that. I think that's that's for us. That's what we really honed in on last year. Was was so vital for us to become competitive defensively, rebounding and ball handling, because you have to do those three things to be to have a chance to win every night. So, and I always said, hey, the wins will take care of themselves, and we got to just keep you know, keep our head down that it'll be a lot of the same. Cause we, like I said, a little lost time. We got to, we can't lose that edge, but we also need to improve our offensive efficiency and just literally using those metrics to measure our improvement. I think we'll improve overall as a team will show up in wins. Hopefully that's the goal. We have a lot of newcomers, but not as many as last year. Everyone's a newcomer and uh, eventually we'll aspire for this program to be, you know, a top 50 program every year. And if you're in that range, you're fighting for postseason season ber- NCAA births, which which is the goal. We're we're Power 5 or A5 conference, whatever term you want to use, and to get this program going that direction when you do that. But to get to be top 50, you need to be top 100. I think we were 115 in the net last year. So hopefully, you know, keep, keep it that 115 to 50 is a harder jump than 205 to 115. But that's a very attainable goal if we do things well, well and want to keep improving.
1: Right. And you were talking about analytics and and all and doing research for this interview. You have a unique coaching style. I believe it's called Nerdball. Could you explain the okay. origins
0: of that? It's a little bit of a brand. I guess it, it's funny that the origins really go way back. It goes back to my high school coach, Rick Shirley, who was kind of a caveman of analytics. He didn't know it or, you know, we'd you know, manually stat things that didn't show up on a box score—deflections, tips, rebounding stats—things that you wouldn't even think of—and um, that's how he kind of picked his lineup. It was just kind of it was a way of uh, valuing things in the program that maybe you know, like measuring the intangibles and winning plays. So fast forward, I got in coaching and then started working with Randy Bennett, whose dad was also a high school coach who did something similar. So we're at St. Mary's, and we inherited a two-and-twenty-seven program. And so we just kind of were like minded. So we, what do we have to lose? It would seem it's un, unconventional doing this and it's a lot of hard work, but we needed to do something to try to establish a program, be competitive. And that's kind of where the, the nerd ball came from the hustle stats. And we just kind of built it out each year and it's developed. And obviously St. Mary's has become, you know, not only a great mid major program, but just a top 40, top 30 program every year. So hopefully, and we had some of the same success at Columbia as far as getting the program off the ground, doing some things. In San Francisco, we had 321 seasons, and hopefully, we can, this program will mature. And we're obviously competitions a little stiffer in the Pac 12 going against talent, but we feel pretty confident that we can just keep keep getting tougher. It just makes you hard to beat if you really invest in that. And I think our guys will.
1: Yeah, it seemed to do. You seemed to work wonders last season. I mean, the turnovers just basically not stopped, but they were a big improvement. Your defense jumped. I mean, there was tons to be uh, impressed with.
0: No, I appreciate it. And uh, tribute to our guys, I mean, that's always a hard situation. You know, with the returners, they did an awesome job. And that's hard for them. But, like, Jeff Pollard really embraced it, grew with it. Gervais Robinson, by the end of the year, became a really good Pac-12 guard. And, obviously, CJ came back from you know was it in the draft when I showed up decided to come back and and that's a tough tough gig for a guy that you know had aspirations. it does obviously go yeah. for this but to embrace you know the analytics and doing things that he's like probably I wouldn't blame him question what is this how's this improving my pro potential <laughs> how am I getting better but I think he he figured it out too and there's certain areas where you know he made a big jump I thought as a player and I would have loved to have him for <laughs> one more year, but we all but not have. to be.
1: But I mean, it's, he's, going, he's going for his dream, so you can't fall him oh, for I'm that.
0: Not, I'm not yeah. mad at them all. I, it doesn't surprise me. Anyone in our program, we you know, we want guys that are courageous and willing to bet on themselves. I don't, I, I don't want anyone that. I think our biggest selling point: we're in the Pac-12. We're playing against the best. There's guy. I think there's gonna be potentially five first-round draft picks out of last year's. Pac 12, at least. So that's the draw. So if a guy comes here with the intention of being a pro, an NBA player, I kind of want that. I wouldn't want him to be any other way. Right. Uh, and there's just, you know, there's marks you got to hit to do that. And the best one is your, your team winning, usually, is what gets you the NBA. So hopefully we, we go in that direction.
1: Hopefully, do. But talking about all the young players, the returners, the people coming in, this incoming recruiting class is according to a bunch of different metrics, 24-7, max preps, all those. It's the greatest in school history. It's fantastic. Multiple four stars, a bunch of intriguing guards. What would you say the expectations for this class should be?
0: You know, I, I hate to put too much heat on them being, because I, my goal, every program is a freshman, you just want to fit in socially and do well academically because I, I right. I'm old school. I believe in the student athlete. I believe in the college experience. But that being said, there's always opportunity for anyone if they they can get those things squared away and they they embrace what we're trying to do with the stats, the hustle stats, and that they have an opportunity to start all of them. And I anticipate we'll have you know at least three of them in our top eight, depending on the you know. And I think I can see where all of them can contribute in some way, but it's a little early to tell that. But right. I just want them. Actually, I really. Want the guys that opted in last year without official visits, <laughs> you know, the Bovas, the Noahs, the Rap, Robin, those guys. Hey, man, they, they, they said, hey, they took a chance on us, and I want them to make sure that they're, it was important for us to get guys that would re- we could retain and stay in the program, and they did that. And Isaac, don't let me exclude him. And hopefully they can carry the mantle, and these young guys can learn by their, their model of behavior, and then we'll have something that these freshmen, and sophomores, 10 of them, I think hopefully they can grow into what you need here at Washington State as a program. You need guys that played together two, three years. And then you have, to, I mean, you look at the history of who's been successful here, whether it's the Bennett's, George Raveling, or Kelvin Sampson, those are probably the three biggest stretches. And they all share that in common. You have guys, good talent that played together for a few years.
1: Right. I was also going to say, it seems like in your rotation last year, you weren't afraid to play freshman because we saw Noah Williams take a massive role towards the end of the year. And then DJ Rodman played really well for us off the bench. So it just seems like if you put in the effort and you do well, you have you have an equal chance to get in the rotation.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what, the guy was probably the language barrier and just can't, it was Vova kind of per, should have played more and he was really coming on at the end of the year. And it was almost out of necessity because Jeff got hurt and you know, had a double double at Arizona State. He played well against Colorado, and the Pac-12 went. So, I was hoping to get postseason, so we could we could uh, get him more confident. but nonetheless, I think he's made a jump early in practice. You can tell he's more confident, and hopefully, he's you know, stepping in the right direction.
1: That's good. I mean, it that never hurts to have a seven-two center who plays.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. No. He's he's imposing.
1: So you came from, a I guess the term is mid-major in USF, but to jump to WSU, which is in the Pac-12, how has recruiting changed? Is it easier to get your foot in the door?
0: No, I'd say this. I think the experiences at Columbia and San Francisco really were helpful because those are, we had to cover the globe, I thought, recruiting-wise. You know, obviously, Columbia need elite academic students, so you're, right. you're not going to just be able to get everyone out of New York City. You're going to have to cover far and wide. San Francisco, very much the same. So get to Pullman... We've already had over the last nine years, and I've had a lot of staff stay with me. We've recruited so many areas, and Pullman is obviously remote, so we're going to have to be do a good job in other areas. So you can just tell by our roster already that we're very we'll 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 take them for wherever. Just get good talent here with the right attitude, and like I said, selling to the highest level, Pac-12 it does. There's no doubt that you can get involved. Guys that want that are going to appeal to that. are going to be impressed by that, and and that's what we want. We want to do it pretty like make sure we do a good job in the northwest, recruit that area because I think that's where best players have been. And then after that, it'd be probably Northern California roots there, and and then internationally and the rest of the, the country. So we kind of followed that blueprint at the last two stops, and this one I think we're getting better talent, but the league has really good talent. <laughs> so sure. yeah, so everyone gets excited like we got a, we signed a four star. It's like man, I think we, we need to, we need to think highly of ourselves enough that we should be getting at least four star guys. We're in the PAC 12.
1: True. That's a good point. So you just brought up recruiting in the Northwest and you put an emphasis, I would say it seems on North on in-state recruiting and compared to other coaches that might not have been the case. Why would you say in-state
0: is as important? Oh, I think the in-state is pretty obvious. I think it's a state school and most of the, the kids are, I think cultural fits important. And kids from within the state gonna have friends here they're gonna they grew up watching pac-12 they grew up watching washington state and there's a chance that so the kids have family members they're cougs and there's not a more loyal fan base so they really get behind whether it was cj noah tony and even the, isaac you know, in it's those portland is still northwest but it's definitely in-state guys and the, the guys usually they want to play in front of their families they want to be close they're able to be able to go home it's a, it's a nice thing. You know, like if you're a couple hours away, that's not, that's not bad. So I think there just can be more investment in the program and having a good career from the in-state guys. So it just makes sense to me.
1: Ah, that, that makes sense to me too as well. So obviously the elephant is in the room is C.J. Ellaby is gone. He was a huge part for the last two years.
0: So what are we doing now with filling that gap? Great question. Well, <laughs> we'll find out. I, I think offensively we'll be a little more, we have to be, a little more dynamic. And as far as sharing the ball and getting, I mean, so much of it, we, we need to, we're a little underhanded offensively. So if they're undermanned. I thought that if CJ went big, we had a chance. CJ and Isaac went big. We're a good chance of winning. And that's not really what you want to be. You don't want to put yourself in that position where you have to get it from a couple guys every night. So we'll have to share the ball more, find a few other wrinkles to do it. But I do think, Obviously, Isaac and Tony Miller. You know, I thought we had a nice triangle of guys that would be help us if we had CJ. So that would be nice three because Tony was coming on. He was hurt last year, but you just look at his points per minute were pretty impressive. And if he can stay healthy on the floor, he'd do well. But, uh, you know, filling that hole from CJ, you know, most likely candidates are, you know, going to be, I would imagine Andre. He's, I don't know if he's ready defensively, but he's. Kind of that same. But he's six seven six eight, small full combo forward like CJ. So I guess in that that respect, that and TJ Bamba, another freshman that you know he can score. He's strong, explosive. and and then we need Jefferson, is another guard, quick that, that I can hopefully uh, help with his penetrating paint touches and and take some of the load off Isaac ball handling wise, so Isaac can flourish in uh, some other catch and shoot situations. So. It'll be by committee. Those will be the, some of the newcomers. And then, we've like I said, like DJ improved. Noah's improved. Even Ryan Rapp, he can help us offensively. He's got to get stronger defensively. But, you know, it'll it'll be a little piecemeal. But we've we got to be that way. we would be stingy and then share the ball a little more. Plenty of reason to tune in on game one to find out. Yeah, I'll be as interested as you guys. I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it'll take – I want everyone to be patient because usually you have two scrimmages you know, in exhibitions kind of, or exhibitions just to kind of get your, but we're, there's not any of that this year. You're going right into game. So, and your team's forming and settled and you got a lot of newcomers. So you never know until lights are on a little bit, uh, right. but it'll, I'd say five, by the time we get through our two pack 12 early games, I think we'll have a good handle on what to expect the rest of the year. But with the young team, there'll be guys that emerge too as they get more comfortable.
1: Obviously, tons to look forward to. But last season, there were massive wins. I mean, you swept the Huskies, which is an amazing feat. I loved it. Fantastic. Made my year. And then you beat the Ducks, who were the eighth-ranked team at the time. Did you see a boost from that with in-state recruiting, out-of-state recruiting? Was there an immediate impact that you could
0: see? It's it's hard to measure, but I just know that when we got here, it was concerning. Just because the program went down a little bit, I'm not exactly a household name in the Pacific Northwest. And certain guys that I thought would be really attracted to this opportunity kind of passed on it for other options. And so I was a little worried. And that, but I thought the best way to help your recruiting is to establish yourself as having a good program. And that was being competitive and having those kinds of wins in the Northwest. Certainly, they're not, it definitely, you know, piqued some guys' interest and perked them up a little bit to take us a little more seriously that we're serious about having a good basketball program and, and doing it while investing in guys from the area. I mean, I think it's important, like I said, if it's not the Northwest have guys that grew up in the pac 12. And uh, I just think as you're, you're very really impressionable. And you're say, you're 10, 11, 12 years old, you're flipping on the TV. You're watching C- CJ LLB win at UW. And it, it that may, you know, no, that means something to those guys. If you're watching, like, oh, I like the way they play. So that, and even if you're 16, 17, I think it makes that impression. But you want to make those kind of positive impressions people will be to get them excited and especially like i said if you got a family member that's a coup they're they're all in
1: right yeah no that's true it wasn't um i might be mistaken it wasn't didn't noah's noah williams father play here
0: no that was a noah's a guy that we recruited at san francisco his family is originally from the bay area the dad was in uh, i think I believe oh yeah bishop would oakland guy okay Yep. know
1: that who
0: actually started off at university of san francisco so you know, Noah's at O'Day, so that made a lot of sense. But, you know, he, he ended up committing to Buffalo originally, which is a really good program. And then when their coach left and I got the job, it made a lot of sense for us to be really interested. And in, you never know how a kid's going to be following his dad's footsteps. It was us or Kansas State, and I think Noah wanted to stay home. And he did that. And and, and it's tricky because Guy was a really, really good player. his draft pick and that. But Noah's his own man. He's kind of – I think he – establish himself with you know what he's about as a player as far as just his competitive spirit and and then uh, like I said proud Coug and that that again there's going to be investment you know your dad he's from O'Day he's from Seattle he's won state championships those things those things matter to our program
1: right you want to continue the legacy
0: yes absolutely
1: all right so I do a speed round they're just rapid fire oh, geez. For, yeah they're very <laughs> they're super hard very difficult just be prepared okay Ferdinand's ice cream or cougar gold
0: Ferdinand's ice cream
1: okay what what do you got what flavor
0: uh cougar tracks
1: cougar tracks okay that's a good one yeah favorite place to eat in pullman
0: black cypress
1: black cypress okay still have not gone but i have to go everyone's oh you know they
0: haven't i think they're just doing takeout right now so it's kind of kind of tough you know let me throw my you know big fan of zoe's mike take care of us too Zoe's. you go breakfast lunch dinner barbecue it's all there it's good good too Zoe's is very good. I, I agree
1: with that one. All right. So, what was your initial reaction to Pullman when you stepped off the plane?
0: It was. A, I got a funny story. Hopefully, it's not too long. But, but I've Go been forward. to Pullman before, and was actually Ken Bone and Tony Bennett offered me a job here, but I didn't see it till living in the Bay Area. Is like I just knew I'd be on the road a lot as an assistant. <laughs> That's gonna be tough. But I was bringing my staff up. They flew us up. And I was explaining to my staff that USF and I said, Hey, when we it was spring and it was wet, and I said, when we come out of the clouds, you're gonna think you're landing on Mars. <laughs> and they looked at me, oh you're kidding. I said, so we came out of the clouds, it was just like the red mud, like the 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 fields are this, they're just dirt. And and you can't really see any town or anything. I said I wasn't lying. So we landed at the little executive airport, and I said, "Hey, now you know they said there's going to be some media meeting us there, you know." So no, you know, it should be you know not too big a deal, but so we get off the plane, there's no one there. (laughs) It's like, oops, my man. And then we go in the little, and I'm not making this up. We go in the little terminal, and there's a guy sitting there with a camouflage John Deere hat and wearing the paper. And I said. We're in Pullman. <laughs> that's, that's so accurate to Pullman. It was great. And then, so, then, then Pat showed up with his F-150, and I said, there's a little, little few snowflakes. So, I, I knew what we were getting into. My staff was like, you know, it's, we're not in the city anymore. But, nope, uh, luck, that's for luck sure. But, we got Derek. Derek stayed the course. His response was, man, I live in Romania. At least they, they speak English here. It's not bad. He's good. But the small town was, I didn't know. but never lived in a college town, but couldn't be more pleased and for my family just and it's just a great energy people are so it's just fun place like I said friendliest place on earth
1: yeah it's all cougs all day all right those are all my questions thanks for coming on man
0: all right walker appreciate it Actually, i love walker unbelievable. but he looked like he was 18 or and 19 and he looked like a young guy man you should have done this guy right What I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I I get him a prostitute? What do you